Evening. It's good to see you. Uh, what I'd like you to do is just uh, turn to the person behind you, in front of you, wherever, and uh, talk to them about the last thing that you felt it was difficult for you to commit to. The last thing that it was tricky, difficult for you to commit to. Great. I, I don't know about you, but my, uh, my commitment levels go up and down, depending on what it is. Uh, sometimes I'm committed to exercising more, except when it rains and it's cold. Uh, Sometimes I am committed to spending less uh, until I see something that I really want. Uh, sometimes I'm even committed to eating less until I pass the snack cupboard. Yes, children, it's not just you, it's me too. Uh, I can't blame you, I know, it's me too sometimes. Um, we have been thinking over this last uh, few weeks about the church vision and uh, you need to know that there is nothing kind of new under the sun. Uh, so hopefully all this stuff is just trying to kind of pull some strands together from what we find in the Word of God and just trying to give it a helpful articulation uh, for here and for us now. And it's based on Jesus saying that he is the way, the truth and the life. And well done to the keen person that spotted that for the last three weeks I've got this verse wrong on all of the slides. Uh, I've now corrected it. It's John chapter 14 verse 6, not verse 8. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> I'll, know, I'll now go back and change it on all the other slides that have been published to the website. But I'm glad one of you noticed. Um, and uh, uh, so it's based on Jesus saying, I'm the way, the truth and the life. I'm going to go through this really quickly because you've heard it a couple of times before. And it's also based on the fact that we're on the Cotswold Way. And there's a sense in this little phrase, being a church on the way, that it's invitational. We haven't yet arrived, uh, but that we are on a journey together and we want others to come and join us in the journey of following Jesus. And there's three little words, following, growing and growing. Part of the following, if you read Mark chapter 1 verse 17, is that the, we get invited to follow and straight away we get invited to catch fish, or rather people. And so absolutely shameless plug for Alpha that starts on this uh, Wednesday, 26, uh, 7.45 in the church centre. I think there's 12 people that have signed up, which is brilliant news, but you know what, there's space for another 12. You know, that would be great, wouldn't it? Um, so please pray those folks in. And uh, if you, you know, if you prayed last week and, and you had a little person kind of drop into your head, you know, this is how this works. You pray and you say, Holy Spirit, who should I invite? And then he puts a name on your mind or reminds you of a person. And then you've got a choice, haven't you? You're either going to do something about that or you're not. So if he's done that for you, and I hope he has, then uh, why not invite them this week? Um, James put me on the spot because I've just been to a little community, uh, the start of a community lunch dinner down at the hub. Uh, and he said, um, this is Mark. And he kind of introduced me at the start. And he said, Mark's going to tell you all about Alpha. And I was like, okay, apparently that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> 
so there's about another 12 folks that have just been invited. Great course, really good opportunity to kind of ask all sorts of questions. I also introduced you right at the, the first session of this uh, to this idea of co-mission, the idea of the Great Commission not being something that we do by ourselves, but we join in, we co-labour with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, the, the big number uh, that the parish is about 7,000 people and that maybe, maybe the church here should just be a little bit bigger. You know, maybe God is interested in all those folks who he died for who are not yet here. I think he is. And if that's what he's interested in, then I think that the church is going to grow. And we suggested maybe 750 or something like that. It's not like a target. It's more of a figure to upset us all and hopefully to help us to think about doing something differently. Uh, If the pew that you're sitting on is not full, then we're not done yet. Have a look around you. There's some space for some more people. Okay? It's going to be alright. It really will. This is God's plan that this is how things should be. That the church should grow and that we should be the kind of people that reach out. And what's brilliant about that is you and me are ideally suited to do that task. We are plan A. The road that he has put you on the workplace, the shops that you go to. He has got you dotted around all over Western and uh, Bath and beyond in exactly the right place. We're here following Jesus and making disciples in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not empty, tired word of God. This is living, breathing word of God. Us full of the Holy Spirit, not doing it in our own strength. And uh, we are going to have these two kind of things that we are starting with. The first is making the way clear. Just trying to make it, set this whole church family up so that it's really clear for those that are new to faith or are seeking so that they can come and discover Jesus. And anything that gets in the way of that, we need to sort it out. Okay, because that's what we're here for. We're here to help people to get to know Jesus. We want to make the way clear. Two particular things in that is a little bit of training along the way. We had the first session uh, this Wednesday. We were talking about sharing faith. And the other thing is we're going to start from where we are, not from where we're not. And the great news is about starting from where you are, well, we're already there. So we haven't got to go very far. That's good news, isn't it? So that's, that's going to be great. Um, uh, last week I introduced you it's really good when you make a really bad joke and your wife laughs at it. Um, <laughs> uh, last week I introduced you to this idea of habits. Um, I mean, you already knew about habits anyway, but just the idea of uh, five habits. And I put up this picture of Tom, and he was very embarrassed, and suggested that dog walking was a good idea, uh, but that eating all of the tube of Pringles was not such a good idea. And the two habits were praying and reading God's Word. Feedback from uh, a number of people was that uh, the audio Bible, having the Bible kind of read to you, is really helpful. And someone else went away this morning saying, what was the app? Uh, the app is the Bible app from Life Church, and it's free! How good is that? It's completely free, and there is a ton of resources on there, and, um, and I think you'll find it really helpful for for helping you to connect with God each day by having God's word read to you or reading it yourself. 
So, tonight, uh, when I say the word church, do you think building or family? Family, family. Some of you shout building. Uh, most of you shouted family. Um, the thing is, in English, we don't quite have enough words, so we say church when we mean church building, and we say church when we mean church family. This place is bricks and mortar, and a bit of wood, and some lead on the roof when it's not being nicked. Uh, it is fixed in geography and place. It is kind of halfway up the hill, a little bit back from Western High Street. Its purpose is not to be a museum. Its purpose is not to be a beautiful historic building, although some would say that it is. Its purpose is to be a home for the people of God so that we are resourced to go and do the things that he has asked us to do. But do you know what? There is a problem with this building. It leaks, frankly. I can tell you where it leaks. It leaks over there, just above an electrical socket. It leaks here, just above the projection system. That's not actually what's wrong with the projection system. It just needs a whole new, different Windows 10. Uh, and it leaks over here, um, somewhere. There's a whole bunch of work that needs to be, and we're gonna, we are planning to do that work. That's a long-term plan since before I got here. And it's important that we do that work. But you know, we're not doing the work because it's about the building. We're not doing the work because it's about the building. We're doing the work because it's about the people. It's about the people who are following Jesus and the people who are going to follow Jesus. You see, when we say church, what we mean, what we should mean is church family. People of God connected to each other. And so here are my next two shameless plugs. Uh, for those of you who haven't noticed, I've managed to get three notices uh, in my talk. Here's the next two. Um, uh, the next one is that the people of God eat together. You know, eating together is great. So next Sunday, apparently it's harvest. I've just been to one of the village churches and I had to buy a bunch of carrots and a cake for an extraordinary amount of money after the service. That's how it works in the villages. Uh, but actually... I don't know. You go and preach your heart out, right? And then they sell all the vegetables to you afterwards. I've never come across this before. Apparently it's a thing. But anyway... That's the side. Next week is harvest, uh, so whichever service you come to, we are having a kind of in the middle lunch. Bring some food with you. Uh, if you forget to bring food, we will forgive you for going to Tesco's down the road on a Sunday, as long as you bring some food with you. If you haven't got enough money for food, for food, just come along and eat everyone else's food. Please, I'd much rather you were there. Okay? And we can eat together. And we can enjoy each other's company. The other shameless plug is we're going to have a party on the 12th of October. Okay? Pam has been serving in this church for, I think, over 30 years in the worship ministry. And she's uh, coming to the end of October and she's going to be retiring. She'll have a little pause and I hope she's going to come back and be part of the team because uh, we love having Pam around. Um, but we're going to have a party for her and say thank you. And it's on the 12th. Uh, the Funk Tuckers are going to play. Are they all right? 
Apparently they're quite good. Apparently they're, you know, well-known house band or something, I don't know. Uh, but they're coming. Uh, so it should be a good evening. There's going to be dancing, bring a bottle. There are little cards at the back for you just to fill in, or you can do it online, just to say a little thank you to Pam or a little memory or something like that. Family eats together. Family spends time together. Family parties together. Family also share life together. And we cry. And we walk through the difficult times together. But you know, as a church family, it's not just functional. We have a purpose and we have a calling. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 uh, says this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You're a chosen people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. This is who we are, not just a church family in a kind of ordinary sense, but in a particular sense. Every single one of you has been chosen by God. You know, there is an absolute deluge, a warfare on our young people at the moment. And I, I'm, I'm not talking, I am talking about you, you're in, the, you're in the room, okay? Some of you are here. You guys are in an absolute battle at the moment for your hearts and minds. You get overwhelmed with so much stuff that frankly, 20 years ago, I never had to deal with. And the folks of you who were, who were young people 30 or 40 years ago, you had no idea. But you know what? Each one of you has been chosen. You have been called by name. God loves you. He has given himself for you and he has got a better identity for you than any label that the world could ever possibly give. None of the labels that the world has got for you stand up to anything that Jesus has got for you. He calls you a son or a daughter. And he invites you in and gives you a new identity, a new creation in him. Sorry, that's a distraction. I just thought it was important. A holy nation. He's taking us as his people and building us into a nation, a people group for the transformation of the whole world. It's not about showing up for an hour on a Sunday and singing some amazing songs. It's about showing up for an hour on a Sunday, singing some amazing songs, being filled up with the Holy Spirit and going and doing the stuff that he's asked us to do. And so for some of you that will be really ordinary and simple. It'll be noticing your next door neighbour. For others of you, it'll be changing nations and upsetting politics. A royal priesthood. You know, I'm, I'm this funny thing. There's, there's two of us in this church who are priests. I have been my... The bishop has laid his hands on me 
In fact, Rowan Williams laid the chief primate of them all. The bearded one. Laid his hands on me and ordained me. So I'd be a priest. And Nigel as well. But you know what? None of that matters. What matters is that we are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. Every single one of you, when you made a choice to follow Jesus, got ordained and the King of Kings came and laid his hands upon you and commissioned you to go and be good news to a hurting world. Each one of us are priests commissioned by the king. A royal priesthood. And please don't ever let me get in the way. I'm not here to be a mediator between you and the king of kings. We have a chief high priest. He's called Jesus. And he went to the cross on our behalf to make the way clear so that we could get to God the Father. I'm not here to mediate. I, like you, am just here to help and point people in the right direction. And each one of us is commissioned. We're here to be a royal priesthood. And we have a purpose to declare his praise. To be the kind of people that change the song. And in a country that is in chaos, boy do we need a song that's changed. We need to be the people that sing louder, that declare that this is not the end, that no matter what happens with nationhood, the king is the king and we can be part of his kingdom. You know, there's a different song for us to sing. And it's not shaped by whether or not Mrs. May got the deal right in Brexit. I don't know what the plan should be. If you do, it would be really helpful if you could stand up. Because boy, we could do with some help. (laughs) But in the meantime, whatever, whether we're in or out, let's sing a different song. Let's be people that sing about the King. Anyway, all of that's kind of a precursor to what I want to say, really. (laughs) Um, You see, the thing is this, is is we are part of a body. It's one of the other images that the Bible uses to talk about the church family. We're part of a body. It's not about an hour, but about being part of a body. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21 says this, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. I mean, that would be a funny thing to say, wouldn't it? I mean, apart from anything else, eyes don't talk. But, there you go. Um, You you know, church is full of odd people. I mean, just look around you, uh, at some of them. Not too hard at the person. (laughs) You know, but we are. We're, we're, We're an odd bunch. But you know what? We need to be odder. I really mean that. We need to be odder. Church is the only place where the rich and the poor get to sit together. 
It's the only place where the uneducated and the educated get to sit side by side. It's the chief institution for caring for the poor, for tending for those that are unwell in mind and body. It's the chief place where people learn what it means to be human. We need each other. And as we look around at the church family, do you know what? Just have another look at them. Go on. There will be people in this room right now, this evening, who annoy you. No, you don't have to point them out before the end of the night. That's not what I'm asking you to do. They will annoy you. They will frustrate you. They will make you cross. And this is the reason why they will make you cross. They will make you cross and annoy you because... They have a dream and a passion that has been God-given that this is how things should be. And you know what? They want to do this thing and they're sold out for this is how we should be as church and this is exactly what we've got to do. And why isn't everybody involved in this? And they're absolutely right. And so are you. Who want something different. Because we're a family. And we need each other. You know, we need the people who are more interested in what happens within the church family. Who spot the people who are hurting on the inside even though they've masked it really well. We need those people. We need the folks that can spot when someone's not been here for a few weeks because actually they're hiding out at home because they can't face it. We need the folks here who are so brilliant at writing things that they can actually spell. I need those especially. We need the folks that are really clear about kind of getting all the paperwork in order because they're amazing. I don't know where I'd be without them. We need the folks here who absolutely loathe the church because they're like, well, we won someone's song, now we need to get on and do it. Come on, don't you understand? We've been commissioned to get out there and tell people about Jesus and heal the sick and care for the poor and fight injustice. And those people are kind of, they're done by the end of the first song. They don't need to hear the preach. They're like out of here. And part of my job is not to hold them back, but to try and help them to be part of it, because actually we need them in here to wind the rest of you up. (laughs) Not to hold them back, but to say, you know what, you are part of this. And we need the pastors, and we need the teachers, and we need the evangelists, and we need the prophets, and we need the folks with apostolic gifting as well. All in this place and we're all different but we're part of one body the eye can't say to the hand I don't need you see it's not about a service it's not about an event it's about being a chosen people a new community a holy nation not a passing group on Facebook but a royal priesthood not Mark or all saints but all of us for the kingdom of God
doing the things that he's called us to do and cheered on by everyone else. So, what are the two habits for this evening? Uh, The first one is this, to join. You know, when, uh, when Jesus was putting together the church, he had this really great strategy. And the great strategy was to call a few people to follow him, give them a little bit of teaching, frankly not very much, and then send them out to go and do stuff. And then when they came back, to talk about it. How did it go? Oh, it's great. Even the demons submit in your name. Come on! And Jesus' response, don't rejoice that the demons submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Don't get your eyes on the small thing, the little devil. Get your eyes on the big thing. And you've got a place in heaven with the King of Kings. You know, this is Jesus' pattern, so I, 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 I think this is what we need to do. And, and we, have a, we have an organized way of doing this at All Saints, like with many other churches, and it might be that you fit into the kind of organized box or not into the organized box. I, I don't mind which one it is, I just want you to do this stuff. To be part of a small group of people. Small enough so you can actually eyeball each other and say, hey, how's it going? You know, as a staff team, we do this every Monday morning. Except if you haven't read your emails, we're not meeting tomorrow. You got that? Good. Uh, I need to send out a reminder. Uh, this is what we do. Staff meeting is, is in two parts. The, you know, part one is we worship and we pray. And we check in with each other how we're doing. You know, my, I don't have an expectation that you guys will do this stuff if we're not doing it. We're in first every Monday morning. And the business is always part two. Always. The early church sees people continue that model of Jesus and continue to meet in people's homes. If you like, home group is the smallest model of church family. I mean, there's a smaller one, which is a kind of prayer triplet thing, but this is, if you like, the big bit of structure that we just need to get in place. At All Saints, there's about 18 groups and about 180 adults. Mandy uh, coordinates it and helps us to make that happen, and that kind of group of people is, is always changing. Uh, in fact, I was talking with Mandy with a, a group leader this morning about taking one of the groups and helping it to be two groups or possibly even three. I think he's going to surprise himself. I think it's going to end up three. But he doesn't know that yet. Um, well, he does, is he here? No, he's not here. Okay. He'll find out. Um, is it me moving, Pete? Okay. That one. But then I can't walk around. That one. Gosh. This is like, oh, hi. Um, 
I'll have to try and behave like this one with this one because otherwise I shout too loud. Uh, so lots of groups. My, my, my encouragement is simply this, is that you join a group, okay? Is that you're part of something small and uh, if it's a home group, fantastic. If it needs to be something different because you, uh, that kind of doesn't fit for you, that's okay. Please just let us know uh, that you're in something where you can do this thing of checking in with another human being. How is your war with Jesus going? So that's the first thing. The, uh, the ha- first habit for tonight is to join. And the second one might kind of annoy you slightly. I want you to commit to a congregation. Uh, okay, let's just do a straw poll as to how hard I need to push you. How many of you are committed to this congregation as the primary kind of home? Okay, uh, probably a few of you, about half of you, something like that. Okay, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll nudge you then. Okay, uh, the early church not only gathered in homes, but they also gathered it in the temple courts, the kind of, the slightly bigger thing of meeting together. And the great thing about a larger gathering like this is there is opportunity for teaching and also opportunity for celebration, like the worship that we had. You know, we couldn't do that stuff at home, uh, unless, unless Gez is in your home. Um, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. And here's the problem, you see. If Jesus died once for all, and there are about 7,000 people in Western, then quite frankly, he wants all the people that are in Western to be following him. I mean, that's my logic. Does that seem like okay logic? That means the church should be fuller than it is. So we need to get ready for it to be fuller, and that means the place is going to grow and it'll change. Get used to it. Okay? Because that's what I hope is going to happen. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm working towards. And I hope you are. So here's a question. How many people can you relate to well? I don't mean how many thousands of people are you friends with on Facebook or Instagram. How many people can you actually relate to deeply? I mean, properly have a heart-to-heart conversation with. For most people it's two, three, four, maybe, if you're some of you might kinda of go, No, no, I'm I'm in, I'm five. I'm like exhausted past about three. I mean like properly. Some of you might even go up as far as kind of ten. You know, I'm I'm connecting deeply with ten people. I doubt it's many more than that. Hey, do you know what? I heard about this game that is played at All Saints. (laughs) Some of you know what I'm going to say. Um, uh, The game is simply called, I haven't yet played it, but I'm hoping to once I've learned what the rules are. You know, I've only been here a year. How am I expected to know what the rules are after a year? The game is apparently called the All Saints game. Uh, And the game goes something like this. Someone will correct the rules afterwards for me. Uh, That you're on a long car journey. It's a decent length car journey. And that one person says the name of someone at All Saints. And that is like kind of uh, battleships. It then takes out all the other people in that family. Okay? And then the other person has to say someone's name at All Saints that doesn't include the person you mentioned and all of their wider family. And you see how long you can go for. Apparently, there are some people at All Saints that can play this game for hours. Is this right? So, yes, some of you are not. Some of you have played this game. I didn't realize it was such a thing. And those of you who didn't know it was a thing, well, now it's going to become a thing. 
There are some people that are gifted with knowing the names of every person here. That's amazing! Come and help me, please. Okay? I'm still catching up. Here's the thing. If this place is to grow, we've got to let go of two ideas. The first is that we can know everyone. And the second is that we can know everything. We've got to let those two ideas go because it's not doable. All those two ideas do is hold us back from growing. Because they say, I don't want it to change anymore because otherwise I'm not going to know everybody and I won't know everything. And I'm uncomfortable if I don't know everybody and I don't know everything. Folks, if it's going to grow, if we're going to do the things that Jesus has asked us to do, we've got to let those two ideas go. And instead, we've got to become a different kind of family that welcomes in those that we don't yet know. And so, that's why I'm asking you, and I'm asking all the services this today, to commit to one service as your home service. The reason being, if you're not here, I want people to miss you. And if you flit around like crazy all over the place, whoa, I'm over here being friendly to this group and over here being, frankly, if, if you miss a week, we're not going to know because we'll think you're at the other one being amazing. Okay? So find one service that you can call home and commit and help us to grow that service because we want you to be missed if you're not there. The other thing about committing is this. To commit, I think, means committing to coming to one service once a week. Why, why do I say it like that? Couldn't it, be, couldn't it be one service like once a month, Mark? Well, it could be one service once a month. You know, that's how church statisticians talk about what church attendance is like. That was a long word, difficult to get out. They talk about coming like once a month. The problem with committing to coming to church once a month is it's not really commitment. If you come once a month and then once that one month, that you know, first Sunday of the month when you were planning on coming, you're ill or your granny shows up and you don't come, then there could be like an eight-week gap between you coming for one service and then the next service. And if that's the frequency with which you come, frankly, you're going to get a welcome card every single time you come because we're going to think that you're new. Which is great, you'll get lots of invitations on the Alpha course. But if you've already made a decision to follow Jesus, you need to come more than that. Because this is your family. So I'm asking you to commit to coming. And to commit to come to one service once a week. And then when you're ill, or you'll miss a few because someone else has come and visited you. Do you know what? That's okay. Freedom. But we'll miss you. And we, we need to miss you because you, you are part of this. And we need you to hear to encourage us as well as us being here to encourage you. We want you to know and to be known. And so I am gonna, I'm gonna ask you, uh, as you're going out the door to fill in a form today. This is like really cheeky vicar. I've got a bit of paper. It's official. The bit of paper says, uh, help us to become a church on the way. You can do it online as well. Just punch in the uh, uh, URL up there, okay? The website slash form at the end and you'll get to this amazing bit of paper but in the lightweight environmental version. Uh, and it says the same thing. 
It asks for a couple of different bits of information. One, obviously, is which service are you going to commit to? Okay, which one are you going to call home? And I would love you, please, to fill this in either online or on this bit of paper tonight rather than take it away. Because I know what happens to bits of paper that gets taken away. Okay, we've had four children in our house. The bits of paper disappear into the mountain of administration that needs to be done. Just do it tonight, okay? Um, But it also asks you a couple of other different questions. One of the questions that's on there is, what is your date of birth? I know. I know. What a radical question. At All Saints, do you know, this is the first church I've ever been in which for some strange reason deliberately does not record people's dates of birth. I don't know why. Are you all afraid of getting old or something? Do you know, have you seen the Queen? She looks amazing. Come on, if you're old, be old gracefully and give us your date of birth. Can I tell you why? We need to do some forward planning for old people and for young people and the people who believe that they're still in the middle, even though they might be old or they might be young. Okay, that date of birth will help us to do that. So I'm not interested in whether you were born on the 1st of January something. That doesn't help us. Okay, give me a year. Please. Do you get a present? You will get a present. What kind of present would you like? Anything. Great. You're a present. The moment I've seen your form, I'll send you a present. Um, Job done. Someone else should have asked first. Got in there first. It's not going to happen twice. Um, (laughs) Seriously, put the year on. Um, Someone filled in this morning, the form this morning. Uh, Get this. I'm not going to tell you their name. They were born in 1925. 19, yeah, yeah, someone's doing the maths. 1925. One of the other questions on there is, when did you, when did you come to faith and how did it happen? The answer was 1935, age 10. One of the other questions on the form is, how did you come to All Saints and when? I want to know that information because then if the church isn't growing, we kind of can try and spot where the problems are and do something about it. This person's answer, 1974. You know, I got that bit of paper home and I was, I was really humbled. There are faithful people here. We need to honour them and bless them and hold them up. That's what we need to do, folks. That's the purpose of us doing this, is, is to honour folks, to care for folks well, as well as make sure that we're reaching out. Of course, there's another question on the form, which is, uh, I give consent to all saints to store my data in line with the data protection notice, which you can find on the back of the table uh, and read it. It's very exciting. Um, we have to put that on everything. Where do we get up to? I'm coming into land. Uh, please fill in the form and um, this is the four that we've covered so far. The habit of praying of reading, of joining in a group, of committing. And the last thing is this. We need each other.